When a tiger shark was captured and put into an aquarium, initially the owners thought it would bring more business to their floundering aquarium. However, when they fished this tiger shark out of the ocean, they was set a chain of events that would lead to Australia's most bizarre and most puzzling murder mystery. This is the case of the Australian shark arm murders. Viewer discretion is advised. So on April 28, 1935, a tiger shark in front of crowds of family and spectators would regurgitate a number of items, including a bird, metals, plastic, and finally, a human arm. The arm was cut off at the elbow and had a tattoo of two boxers boxing. When police put the arm and the description of the arm in the newspaper, they were able to match it to Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith was a local guy who, by all accounts, seemed to be a normal, good, average Joe. He had dreams of becoming a future boxer and was actually pretty good at it. However, Jimmy had far more deeper secrets than anybody knew. But before we dive into the mystery of who killed Jimmy Smith, why? Let's go back to the beginning. Jimmy Smith had been friends with a former soldier and a notorious Australian criminal. The three men would run various schemes from check fraud to wire fraud, embezzlement, insurance scams, and everything in between. Jimmy had an eye for finding air quote suckers to fall into their plans, while Reginald Holmes, the Australian criminal, ran a lucrative business, and by night, he was kind of like an Australian Al Capone. The former soldier who discovered his talent for fraud while he was in the military played into this scheme as well. So, Reginald Holmes, Jimmy Smith, and Patrick Brady, the former soldier, were running schemes all across the Golden Coast. However, in 1935, it appears that the three started to end up on rocky paths. It all started when Reginald Holmes set ablaze his yacht. And when he set ablaze his yacht, he aimed to get his insurance payout. But the payout never came. Jimmy Smith, by that time, had been snagged by the police and told them that the yacht's burning was a suspicious fire. Thus, police started looking more into Reginald Holmes' background and more into Reginald Holmes as a whole. They found a lot of disturbing things. They found that people who went against him often disappeared and never came back. Or they would leave town and when they tracked these people down, they became physically sick at the thought of Reginald Holmes' name. Patrick Brady was a more quieter character as he just did the writing work for the schemes, forging the signatures of well-off clients of Holmes so that they can get money from their bank accounts. 
Once Reginald Holmes was tipped off that Jimmy Smith had ratted him and the whole gang out, it is believed that Reginald Holmes then began to devise a plan that Jimmy Smith had to be eliminated. Jimmy Smith's arm was identified by his wife Gladys and his brother, who knew the tattoo. And that was when police discovered that Jimmy Smith had been missing since the 7th of April, when he told his wife that he would be spending a few hours, if not a day or two, with some guys, and they were going hunting and fishing. Jimmy never returned home. A few days after he had disappeared, a man called and told Gladys that Jimmy would be home in three days' time. That never happened either. Jimmy's arm, a few weeks after he disappeared, would be found in Coogee Aquarium's waters as the tiger shark who had been fished out of the ocean and put into the aquarium as an attraction had regurgitated it. Police initially thought at first that maybe Jimmy Smith was just a careless sap who got drunk on a yacht and maybe fell overboard and was devoured by the tiger sharks and thus the shark swallowed his arm. However, the shark had only swallowed the arm, according to scientists, about a day or two before it was captured and put into the aquarium. Jimmy had been missing since the 7th, which meant that for over 14 days, this arm could not have floated in the shark's belly as it would impede its functions. Now, now that we have the background, Let's dive into the mystery. After police discovered the arm and, and began their investigation, Reginald Holmes began to move, and he began to move very suspiciously. For starters, he took out a life insurance policy on himself. He would not tell his wife anything that had happened about the upcoming murder investigation that he was the center of. He also told no one of his plans. A few months after Jimmy Smith's arm was found regurgitated in Coogee Aquarium, Reginald Holmes would take a bottle of alcohol out on his yacht. And although there were many stories of how this event went down with a grain of salt, this is what happened. Holmes got drunk and began to erratically and drunkenly drive his yacht all over Sydney's harbor. He almost hit another family who was out yachting with their children. It was also during this time that Reginald Holmes had shot himself in the head with a gun, aiming to kill himself and take the secret of what happened to Jimmy Smith with him. However, miraculously, Reginald Holmes did not die. He was able to climb back into his boat and then went on a high-speed chase with police for over three hours. When police finally caught up with him, he told police that someone else had shot him and thrown him overboard and tried to take his yacht. And he claimed that the reason he didn't stop for the police was because he thought that the police were the people who had shot him. Although it is not clear what Reginald Holmes was really thinking because again, he had a bullet in his head. After he recovered, Police brought Reginald Holmes in for questioning, and he claimed that he did not kill Jimmy Smith. He claimed that their friend Patrick Brady had killed Jimmy Smith, cut up his body, and brought Jimmy Smith's decapitated arm and sat it 
in his living room and told Holmes that if he didn't get rid of the arm, that Brady would then notify the police about Holmes's various scams and forgeries. So Holmes said he went on his boat and threw the threw the arm overboard, where it was presumably eaten by the tiger shark. Although police had no concrete evidence against him to hold him on the charge of murder, they still kept a close eye on him. They also began to look into Patrick Brady, who did not have as bit of a rowdy background as Jimmy Smith and Reginald Holmes. Despite being a convicted forager, Patrick Brady was an all-American man. However, his reputation would be brought to light. After a few weeks, police would bring Reginald Holmes a deal. They told him that they were doing a coroner's inquest into the death of Jimmy Smith. They wanted Brady to get on the stand and testify against Holmes and vice versa. Holmes would agree to do this. And on the day that he was scheduled to testify, Holmes was found shot to death in his vehicle right outside the courthouse. He had been shot a total of four different times, and this time, he was dead. Now, with their star witness dead and no body to match with the arm, the coroner's inquest soon fell apart on the prosecution's case. As an inquest can only be brought if there was a full body and an arm did not register as a body by Australian law. They also bought it theologists, fish scientists who testified that Jimmy Smith may have disappeared on April 7th, but he had to have been killed well after that and his arm and other body parts had to have been disposed of prior to April 28th when this shark regurgitated his arm. They claimed that sharks can only have food in their bellies anywhere from 24 to 48 hours before they are fully digested and disposed of. If the prosecution's timeline was correct, that means the arm would have had to been in the shark for over three weeks, which was impossible. Patrick Brady also testified that he did not kill Jimmy Smith and he did not know who did. His defense also brought out the fact that Patrick Brady was much smaller than Jimmy Smith and he could not have possibly killed the man on his own. Prosecution fired back by saying, Despite his small stature, Brady could have easily used a weapon or a gun to take Smith down and dispose of his body. However, with nobody ever being found, no one could definitively say if Jimmy Smith was dead or alive. The prosecution even brought up a scenario that Jimmy Smith may have faked his own death to avoid Reginald Holmes and fear of retribution from him. They claimed that it was no coincidence that Gladys Smith, Jimmy's wife, was able to identify the arm perfectly. And they also claimed that what if Gladys had a hand in it herself? Although prosecution claimed this was very unlikely because if someone was trying to fake their own death and get away from someone, they would have gotten away with just a severed hand instead of an entire arm. The prosecution said that the fact that the arm was cut off at the elbow, that laid credence to the fact that Jimmy Smith had been killed and then his body was dismembered and then dumped in Sydney Harbor. 
Patrick Brady was found not guilty on all charges. And when he walked out of the courtroom, he was asked by a news reporter, did he do it? He said no. And the news reporter told him, of course, you didn't do it, Mr. Brady, but please don't let it happen again, Mr. Brady. And his tone let Brady know that he knew. If not Reginald Holmes, Patrick Brady was responsible for doing away with Jimmy Smith. Years later, after the trial, Brady's ex-wife would come out and say that when she went to the cabin where police and prosecution believed that the murders happened, she thought that she would find Patrick Brady there with another woman, but overheard a group of men drinking and partying very loud, and so she left. His former defense attorney would say that Patrick Brady claimed that when he left to go and urinate in the woods behind the cabin, he came back and Jimmy Smith was already dead and cut up. He does not know who these men were and why they wanted to kill Jimmy Smith. Whatever the reason, no one ever knows what happened. Reginald Holmes's wife came out years after the trial and was going to go to police about what she thought she knew about the disappearance of Jimmy Smith, but she died mysteriously in a fire in 1963. Patrick Brady did not die until 1965. After his death, Reginald Holmes's family received a very big life insurance policy, which police believed that this was one last insurance scam for the failing businessman and mobster. They claimed that Reginald Holmes had hired a hitman or hit men to kill himself in order for his wife and children to get the insurance policy. That way, he would never have to testify about his misdealings and his family would not have to deal with the embarrassment of his crimes. Patrick Brady's wife also died in 1965. Gladys Smith, after the trial, went into seclusion and her death is unknown. So what really happened to Jimmy Smith and how did his tattooed arm end up inside the belly of a tiger shark? This has been The Eerie and Unsolved.